welcome back to the Faceoff Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. And as usual, we're sponsored by Rube's Brews. Please check them out on Instagram and or Facebook. I think they have some new beers coming out, so please uh, check them out. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, this episode is a special episode. I know some, sometimes Matt Taylor tries to stop me from calling them all special, but <laughs> this one actually is special. So Matt Taylor, if you're listening, which you always do, um, this one's special and you're just going to have to get over it. Uh, anyway, uh, here today, and this is why this episode is so special, I can honestly say that this is the best location that I have recorded at since I've started doing this podcast. Uh, this will end up coming out as episode 70. Um, and I am inside the Dallas Stars uh, Alumni Lounge. And uh, the reason that I'm here today uh, is to talk to our next guest. He is the hockey manager here at the Farmers Branch Star Center. Um, and he also was a ex-professional player and coach. Uh, but anyway, I'd like to uh, welcome to the show today, Steve Harrison. Harry, thank you for coming on the show. Well, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's an honor. And uh, as I said, uh, it's, uh, it's great to be here. And uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, um, and so here's another thing, Harry, because I feel like we need to get this out of the way uh, before we start the podcast here, but uh, you're actually one of the most requested guests, uh, not only from our listeners, but by uh, our past guests that we've had on the show. Oh. So they get, so they, they, they do this thing where they go... I might be the oldest, too. Well, Maybe they, that's well the oldest. but they, they go, you know who'd be great, and depending on who it is, I'm like, okay, I know what's coming, but they, they always say, Steve Harrison, he would just be great, a funny guy, knows hockey, and I'm like, okay, Okay, uh, this show's based around humor, uh, hockey knowledge, and good times and fun. Uh, so everybody just really, really uh, thought that you'd be a good guest, and uh, I'm glad that we could finally make it work. Well, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's kind words, and uh, as I said, uh, I, I, I like to have humor. I, I come to the rink every day, you know, and try to have fun, and I played for a long time, and, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's an enjoyment to come to the rink every day. Yeah. And, 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 and I've had fun, and I, I'm, I'm probably a little older than most of your guests that you've had on, but as I said, it's just been, I really enjoy what I do, yep. and, and, and that's how I come to work every day. Well, but the thing is, I don't, I don't want you to think that you being older is going to put you <laughs> at any sort of disadvantage, because the thing here, Harry, is that this is, this is a place where we talk about, uh, essentially, we go all the way back to how you started playing hockey uh, mm -hmm. to where you are now. So if you think about it, uh, you got a lot more material than some young gun I got in here who tells me that he's you know 20 and his story's not that long, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, we will get to that uh, in just a second, but uh, kind of talking about the, you know, working because we're both in the rink industry, I would call it. But uh, it's one of those things that don't get me wrong. Like, I do enjoy going home. Like, I, I enjoy going home, but I never dislike going to work and going to our job. So right. I feel like in a way that uh, things can get busy. Um, but at the end of the day, I kind of uh, constantly remind myself that I'm doing something that is a lot of fun. And I, 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 I I don't have to remind myself of that very often, but uh, it doesn't take a lot of uh, persuasion uh, to to get myself in that right attitude. Well, and and, and that's right. You know, like, like as you say, like uh, I've been married a long time, so I enjoy, I enjoy going home too. I, that's what <laughs> yeah. my wife tells me. But <laughs> yeah. um, um, but but coming to the rink, as I said, I've been coming to the rink since I was five years old, and mm -hmm. and, and uh, I'm still doing it right now, and and it's just a joy to come and uh, i love working with the kids i i i, I skate with the alumni sometimes mm -hmm. uh, and so I, all different facets and, and and i work with all different age groups of kids and as i said uh, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to, to to you know wake up in the morning and uh, 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 it's a relaxed atmosphere but it's very intense at times too oh yeah yeah and, okay. and 
we, we, we can have uh, very busy times here, and, and, and our job here at, as a hockey manager, and, and uh, I, I work with a gentleman here as my coordinator, and there, there are some busy days, mm -hmm. and, and, but I, I enjoy that part too. So, yep. But uh, as I said, just the overall atmosphere, coming to the rink every day, it's, you can't beat it. Yeah, and it's one of those things I try and tell uh, my employees, especially if they're kind of uh, new to the, to the rink industry, um, that it's very, it's a, I call it a relaxed environment. Um, until it's it can't be anymore. It's almost one of those to where no, this is a place where we come, uh, we we uh, we converse, we have fun, we uh, do our jobs. But at the end of the day, you need to be prepared for something to happen at the end of the day. Well, and and that's what like you know my job there. there there's certain parts of the week that uh, like Monday nights, and and it's you know I start at five o'clock, and 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 I'm here before that, but at five o'clock till till about eight o'clock, it, it it it's it's very intense, very busy. Mm -hmm. uh, you're on the ice, you're doing stuff and uh, uh, working with kids. And as I said, at that time there, it, it, it's it's pretty intense. Well, so, yeah. uh, And then Saturdays also, you know, we have a bunch of different programs going on. So w when you are here at certain times, it, it is intense. But as I said, it, it, it's an enjoyment though. Like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yes. It's not to a point where uh, it's over the top. It's just a matter of it's a busy time, but uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, but especially when you're running these, you know, academies and these little rookies programs, because what, what uh, for those that don't know what that is, it's essentially, uh, you know, um, at times upwards of 40 to 50 kids uh, all out on the ice at one time. And there's always a bunch of coaches. But with that many kids, it's almost like you, your focus is spread out kind of all over the place because there's so many things going on. Right. Um, but I'm sure you're kind of used to it by now. Well, you know, and and. and I always go home and tell stories about, you know, you'll see a little girl and she'll give you a smile and or a little boy who's, you know, are you having fun? I'm having a blast. Yep. Uh, the, just the enjoyment on their faces sometimes. And, and, and then even the older ones, you know, like, you know, from eight to 15 that are, you know, just starting out and mm -hmm. uh, working so hard to, to, to try and do it and uh, listen to you, what you do. And you ask them to do something, they try it and uh, they got a smile on their face, and, and and it's really rewarding. Well, well, that's actually you've made it. You've made this transition for me very easy here, Harry. Um, but I want to start talking about when you were that small child, and I, I know that maybe it's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, but can you kind of walk through? Because um, you're from Toronto, is that true? Yes. from Toronto. So where um, where did you get started? How did you get started? Um, and this doesn't necessarily need to be the first time that you. Uh, stepped out onto the ice. This, this could be uh, the first time that uh, that hockey caught your eye, or the first time that you thought, "Hey, uh, I might give this a try." But was for that was that from uh, family or friends or a natural uh, curiosity? Um, how did that work? Well, growing up in Toronto or, or in Canada, obviously hockey is you know it's on the TV all the time and everybody talks about it. But my dad played, um, uh, not pro or anything like that, but just you know he's a good player. Uh, in, around Toronto in the men's league and, and, and growing up a little bit. And, uh, and then I have an older brother who, who uh, he got into it too. And, and so he started playing. And then, as I said, I just, you know, it's kind of a, a tradition to, to, to continue doing it and mm -hmm. uh, just fell in love with it and, and started probably at six years old and, and uh, just took off from there. And as I said, it's just one of those passions that, uh, uh, as my mother always used to say, if I spent and worked as hard as I did at school uh, mm -hmm. as I did at the hockey rink, I probably would have been a genius. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Might have been a doctor. Uh, I could have been exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but uh, but yeah, it was just it was just a passion of mine, and and, and I, I really enjoyed it. And 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 fortunately for me, at the early ages, I I uh, I, I, I was a pretty good player. Mm -hmm. So it, a lot of things came easy to me a little bit at the start, and, yep. and so I, I think that just excelled my. Uh, 
uh, curiosity and, and also my ambition to, to keep playing. Yeah. Um, how much of that do you think, to, uh, you know, cause, um, we have similar stories here and I know a lot of people listen to the podcast know that I talk about my dad quite a bit, but, uh, pretty similar. Like he didn't end up playing professional at any point, but he's always considered locally to be uh, a really good hockey player, but he was the one that kind of, uh, uh, allowed me to get into it, but then he started to kind of, uh, share his information, his knowledge, which made it way easier for me. Um, did your dad do something like that? Did, did he kind of well, he, uh, help he, you along the way or did he kind I, of just I, give you a kick in the butt? And... Yeah, just more or less. It was like, yeah, he, he knew I had the passion for it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, uh, just basically kept giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, the, the one year I played house league and or for a couple of years. And then I, I, uh, you know, as people down here would know, and then I started playing travel hockey at about eight, nine years old. And, uh, you know, it was just a, a situation like that. And he just kept giving me the opportunity to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he, he wasn't one of those types of dads who would come in after the game and explain what was going on or anything right. like that. Uh, he, he basically left that to the coaches. And uh, but as I said, uh, I I give him a lot of credit. As I said, he just he 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 never refused me an opportunity to 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 better myself as not as only as a person but as a player. Yeah. Well, hey, and one thing that really stood out there, and um, and I I hope this doesn't derail us too much, but this is open format, so it doesn't matter yeah. if we get derailed. But when you talked about him having that hockey or ha- hockey knowledge, him being a good player, but letting the coaches coach, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah I, know, <laughs> I, know, so I just wanted to. Know, I know uh, that might be a little hard to believe, yeah, but uh, no, uh, there, as, there are parents I, that listen. And, and as I said, I, I I know over the course of of, of my. Uh, you know, playing, uh, he, he helped me a lot of times too. But I, again, it wasn't one of those parents that, uh, you know, you didn't do this or you didn't do that and you did this well, so you got to do that again. Yeah, yeah. He, I never ever remember that anything like that. As I said, um, if I asked him a question, he would, he would, right. he, he'd give him his recommendation and things like that. But as I said, basically, he let things go to the coach. And uh, I was very fortunate to have pretty good coaches early on and, and mm-hmm. that would help me out. And as I said, I, I, I think. Me, Paulie, being a fairly good player at that young age, too, I think that uh, I don't know if he had to really motivate me or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, as I said, I, I give him a lot of credit. He he, he never refused me a, an opportunity. Hey, no, that, that that's awesome because I usually find in these situations that more often than not um, – you know, if you if you make it far in hockey, there's and this is this is obvious to, to people that are that are really, really into it. But there's just there is a lot of sacrifice from your uh, parents, whether that's your father or your mother. Um, and sometimes you don't realize how much that was until you get a little bit older. And well, you, you, you get really a better start idea. having kids, you know. Yeah. Get, and, uh, you know, a lot of times, like I, I remember we used to practice at six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. in, in downtown Toronto at the time. And, you know, on a Sunday morning and, yep. you know, dad had to get up and, you know, drive us down or or. You know, I, I played on an outdoor rink and, you know, the parents are outside. It's it's cold and, and mm-hmm. they were watching and, and uh, you know, both my parents supported me and, 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 and to continue to keep playing. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the parents are a big influence. And as I said, uh, uh, he gave me the opportunity and, and uh, I really appreciate it. Hey, no, that that's awesome. Awesome. But uh, so, you know, you're saying that you're a good player at this point. Um, but when does it start to become... Um, I know hockey is a little bit different up there as far as uh, your local teams. And you don't necessarily, uh, I don't think you called them travel teams at that point, but you're kind of playing for your your town, if you will. Um, At what point does it kind of get uh, a little bit more serious where you start uh, traveling to these other areas? And and when does it get a little bit more competitive? Well, the the, the one thing about Toronto is is growing up, it's actually ironic because I I didn't really travel a whole lot because Toronto was so big. Oh, you didn't have to. So there were so many teams in Toronto and then, 
uh, you know, the, the, the big push at, at, at that young age was always the Quebec Pee Wee tournament. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a, it's a huge tournament in Quebec city. And, um, uh, a lot of teams go there and, and it's kind of like the, the pinnacle up until 12. And it was just one of those always played on pretty good teams and, and, and everybody just kind of gravitates to that Pee Wee year. And then, then after that, then it's, you, you start to get, you know, that it's, it's, and I don't want to say a business cause that's probably not the word, but no, all of a sudden you start, um, honing your skills a little bit better and, 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 and thinking that geez, there might be something here or, or not something here. And as I yeah. said, you always try to get on, on, a, on a team that, that could, you could succeed mm -hmm. and, 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 and be a better player. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Because um, it, it is one of those things to where, um, you know, I almost see, and, and this, and I'm not trying to compare uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Toronto, um, but I, I almost think that it's fairly similar to where there is just so much uh, good hockey down here that you don't necessarily have to travel, you know, far out of state all the time in order to get good competitive hockey games. And I think right. that that makes the sport easier, I guess, if you will, to uh, continue to grow. And like I said, find that competition. So um, I, I I really like and I do think that the Dallas Fort Worth area is, is unique in that way uh, to where there is so much good hockey um, like I said, not trying to compare Toronto right. to Dallas because those are two different things, but uh, you got to give it up for Dallas in that aspect, and, right? And there's, and not, there's not a lot like And this. it's growing. Uh, I mean, I, I was down here in, in, in 92 when the Stars came back, and, and I was actually coaching in the Central League at the time in, in Fort Worth, and mm -hmm. um, uh, the hockey at that time was very, very minimal. Mm -hmm. And and now when you look at, at, at the way we've uh, progressed here uh, uh, in the last Ten years, it, it, it's it's gone crazy, and 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 you look at the guys now; they're playing in the National Hockey League that actually mm -hmm. started playing here, and yep. uh, uh, it, it, it's it's been great. And and again, it it, it keeps growing and keeps growing. And uh, you know, you, if you look at the rinks right now, like there's no ice time. And, yeah. and I try yeah. to explain that to people, you know, back home or or, or in other parts of the country, and yeah. uh, like, how's it going down there? And I go, you you can't get ice here. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard to get ice or or to change something. Yeah. And and so it's it, it's the the stars have done a wonderful job. And I know there's other rinks, but as I said, the the the, the whole atmosphere here and the whole uh, trajectory of, of of how to be a better hockey player and 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 to grow yourself as a player. Uh, it's been fantastic. Well, and it's great to know that they can do it from here. Um, you know, because I, I played competitive when I was growing up. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma originally. So when I was growing up, I was playing uh, Dallas, Houston, Oklahoma right. City, kind of uh, some of those. There weren't as many teams, um, but it was one of those situations to where um, you, you know, you couldn't make it out of Dallas yet. Right. And now it's at the point to where you can come from here and yeah. go there. And yeah. to, just to see that um, slowly develop, because it, it just... Um, it gets kids to not necessarily leave at a certain age. And, and a lot of kids have gotten a lot out of, out of hockey and, and maybe not make the National Hockey League, but like I came back and coached a couple years ago with, uh, with the Blackhawks, the 18 AAA team. And, uh, you know, there's some kids there now going to school. They, they've got some schooling out of it. Or uh, mm -hmm. I work with a kid that goes to RPI. And uh, there are a lot of kids that have gotten uh, schooling out of it or, or something out of it. Uh, and, and they've all played here and they all started here in Dallas. Well, and th I think the cool thing about that is, you know, uh, it's kind of like, let's say, and this is just kind of a made up scenario, but uh, the first kid from Dallas, he leaves and he goes to a college. Let's say it's the first kid from Dallas right. that's ever done it. Okay. Well, the second kid, it's a little bit easier because, okay, there's a kid, there's one kid that we know that came from Dallas. Okay. Now there's 20, okay, 30, 40 kid. So now it's like those, uh, lines of communication from those schools, wherever they may be, yeah. 
when they see, you know, Dallas, they don't see, oh, Dallas. They say, oh, Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We've had kids from there. You're right. And, and as I said, you, you go, you go to other parts of the country and you talk about Dallas and they always talk about, well, geez, they have some good teams down there and mm -hmm. they have some good programs down there and the stars elite uh, in the triple a, but then also like, uh, you know, the tigers here, the warriors, yeah. uh, the, the, the North stars and all that, uh, they've made their mark in, in, in parts of the country too. Well, so. and I, I want to say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to say, uh, the tigers, it might've been a couple years ago, but they're, uh, I believe it was their U16 AA was like in the top three yeah. in the nation. Yeah, yeah. There, there's been quite a few teams that have had been in the top ten or, or and, yeah. and and that that's a great feat. You know what I mean? And, and as I said, uh, uh, they're getting even better and better. And so you know that AAA or the AA level here right now, and even the A level here right now, uh, from from 10U up to 18U is has been very strong. I know the 16U is the kind of the uh, sexy age. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. everybody. Yeah. If 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 you're trying to move on, that's what they that's always the, want to talk about it. But yeah, but the, yeah, the, it, it's been great. And as I said, I, I know it's uh, they're even getting better, mm -hmm. and, and and that's that's the good thing that that uh, they're, they're making their mark. Uh, they go to these tournaments in Chicago or or, or Boston or, or or Detroit, and and they're making their mark there, and, and they've yeah. done well in Colorado. So yeah. it, it's a it's a great feat. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Awesome. Um, well, just kind of getting back, because I do want to get back to your story, because there is, because you did hear I was from Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. and I'm a very big Tulsa Oilers fan. I so I do want to get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, nothing but love and respect, <laughs> but we will get to that here in just a minute. But I did kind of want to get towards uh, uh, the end of not your competitive career, but um, you, you, what is that transition? Because I don't have a whole lot of guests that make that kind of uh, transition into uh, the junior and, and professional level. Um, can you kind of start, uh, I usually ask this question of, um, were you surprised that you were able to kind of make it to that competitive level or did you know all along that, that you were capable? Um, but kind of walk me through that because I don't have a whole lot of guests that, uh, have had to go through that process. So when I get, when I get somebody like you on, right. I just kind of wonder what your, where your head was like kind of making that transition. Well, you know, you know, as I said, like, you know, once you start getting into minor Bantam, Bantam age, you know, like 13, 14 years old, and, and uh, you're a pretty good player in, in the city of Toronto at the time, and, um, you know, you just kind of have some idea that, that that's kind of what, well, what you like to do, uh -huh, and, yeah. and, and so every year you just keep pushing to be better and better, and, uh, you know, I stayed, I started playing for the Toronto Marlies at, at uh, Minor Bantam, and uh, played there until midget, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, at that time there, I could have got drafted uh, back then. It's a, it's a different than it used to be there. There, there used to be, there was a draft, which there still is, but the Marlies and, and each hometown in the, in the Ontario hockey league, mm -hmm. uh, they could protect players. Yep. And, and, and as a minor midget who uh, they only can draft one or two in each team, um, uh, the Marlies decided to protect me. So I stayed in Toronto and played for the Marlies for three and a half years. And, yep. and, uh, I uh, had a great experience, won the Memorial Cup, which is like the, uh, the Super Bowl of yeah. junior hockey. And, yeah. and then was very fortunate, played with some good players. And, uh, and then at, at 20, which now the draft is 18, but at 20, I got drafted by uh, St. Louis. So uh, it was just one of those things that, you know, you just keep pushing. And, 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 and as I said, uh, love the game. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, every year you just, you, you, you strive to be, uh, the, the best that, that you could be. And, and, and as I said, fortunately for me, uh, things were working out. So as I said, once I started playing for the Marlies, that's when you kind of, you know, you start playing major junior A in, in, yeah. in Toronto and it's, um, you know, there's that push to, uh, you, you see that in, 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 in the picture up front, you know what I mean? Right, and, yeah. and so I think everybody, once you start playing major junior or even midget there, 
uh, that's kind of your goal to, to hopefully one day maybe play in the National League. Yeah, because it's one of those things to where, you know, because there's like different goals. There's like short-term goals and long-term mm-hmm. goals. But it's one of those to where, because I've always kind of felt this way, uh, you know, it, as long as you're, you're continually um, uh, meeting those short-term goals, your long-term goals end up working out. Right. But if you only focus on the long-term goal without thinking about what happens with those short-term goals, then it doesn't work. So I always just kind of have this, like I said, this question of like, is it one of those things that in the back of your head, you're constantly thinking about it? Or are you just like, hey, I'm going to go out and play my next game, give it 100%. And then at a certain point, you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, okay, I've just, uh, I've made it here. Yeah, you know? Well, I, I think, I think that's a great point. And I think for the most part, up until I was probably 18, you keep seeing that picture. And then, and then once you get 18, 19, uh, you know, your last second and last year junior, uh, th- that's when it kind of ramps up because all of a sudden people are talking to you and people are uh, uh, coming around and, and, and asking questions and mm-hmm. that. And so obviously that's when, uh, you know, that, that goal of, of trying to get drafted is, is, is uh, the big picture there. All of a sudden it's like, geez, now you're, there's a chance you might get drafted. And uh, uh, now it's a whole different ball game. Now now it's it's it, it's still a passion, still a thing, but uh, it, it's it's. I, and I don't want to say a job because that's not the way it would be. But it, 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 there's a lot more commitment to it, and a, a lot more uh, uh, that you have to put into it. Because uh, once you get into that, and as everybody knows, there's a pyramid in, in all sports. And once you start getting uh, up to that level, then all of a sudden the pyramid it, it's a little it's a little smaller. And right. You have to work harder to, mm-hmm. to make sure you're still in that pyramid. So yeah. Um, it, it, you could tell the tension, and, and then you could tell that, uh, as I said, once you get 18, 19 at that time, and you're playing Junior A in Toronto or Canada like that, uh, the, the the big picture is out there, and you keep pushing to get there. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, and so, and, and could you, because it's one of those things, I try and do a little bit of research, but I don't want to do too much before the show, uh, just because I, I like to be naturally uh, inquisitive, mm-hmm. and if I already know the answer, then it doesn't come across, but... Um, how long did you play pro and what kind of, um, uh, I usually ask this question, what, like, what type of player, uh, would you consider yourself, uh, in those years or, or did that type, or did you have to change the type of player that you were at any point? Well, I got drafted, I was, I, I got drafted by St. Louis. I, I was like the 39th pick overall. And, and, and back then the, the, the great trivia question is uh, I was the third pick in the third round. So there was only 18 teams back when I played, uh, now, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, now there's yeah, 32. Yeah, so, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I was an offensive defenseman Okay. and, 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 uh, uh, obviously growing up, I was a very big Bobby Orr fan mm-hmm. and, and watched that. And, and then, as I said, I got drafted and uh, I played 15 years and, yep. and, uh, uh, all in the minors, never got a chance in the national hockey league, but, right. uh, played, uh, uh, like, uh, I played in the old, old central league, which was like the American league right now. It's like, uh, the, the triple a level, I guess of that, if some yep. people don't understand that, mm-hmm. uh, played in Salt Lake for, uh, actually for six years yep. and, and had a lot of success there, won some championships, which was great. And then, uh, I went to Europe for five years yep. and, and, uh, I came back and actually played my last year in the central league when the central league uh, started back up. But, um, yeah, just played around, as I said, in Salt Lake and, and, and some different cities in, in the minors. And, and as I said, and then uh, I was like 28 or 29, and I went to Europe for five years and played in Finland for a couple, and, yeah. and uh, then I went to France. But when you're talking about, because I do think it's, because I've never actually heard it uh, called like a pyramid before, mm-hmm. but your pyramid was actually smaller than the pyramid that currently exists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, well, I never really thought about that right. before. Right. Well, oh, yeah, there was only 18 teams back then. Right. And, and as I said, and, and it's just... The, the pyramid is kind of the same. It's just a little bit bigger, but there's, there, it's still, uh, I, 
And what people don't understand is uh, the, it's global now. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and so it's not just the United States or, or just Canada. You got the United States, Canada, you got, uh, 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 you know, Russia, you got all the, re- yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. And if you look at the, the Olympics now, how, how competitive the Olympics hockey is and, yeah. and, and the world championships and, and things like that about the different nations that are, are mm-hmm. trying to get better, that, 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 that there's players coming from everywhere. So yeah. uh, that, that, you know, the, the the pyramid at the bottom is, is is so full, but to get to that top, it, yeah. it they, they they just keep squeezing. Well, and it's uh and to kind of give you background, you know, my story. I'm you know from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a good hockey player, but like there wasn't um, you know, I I, I there was never any like oh I'm gonna go play. I thought about going to play juniors, but ended up going to play uh or going to college at a place that did not have a hockey team mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but what I think a lot of people don't understand is because I'm 35, um, but back then. There wasn't as much college hockey. There wasn't an ACHA. There wasn't eight different junior leagues. There wasn't, there was only, uh, to be honest with you, and I might be wrong, but when I was growing up, I want to say there, there was maybe only like two or three junior leagues within North America. Yeah. Like it was, and there were only so many. So, you know, when people are like, oh, did you go play junior? It's like, well, it's it wasn't like it is now. Right. Like you had to, it was just a lot more difficult. And I'm 35 and you're older than me. So it's like my pyramid was bigger than yours, but right. the ones they have now. Um, but it's one of those things I try and tell kids now, like, you know, you have a chance to, even if you want to, even if you don't want to further your hockey career, you can go play, you know, college hockey somewhere. And that sounds totally awesome. And I wish that, you know, I could have done that at a certain point, yeah. but just when you were talking about, you know, the amount of teams back then and everything, I was like, oh, it's just, it's just yeah. growing so big. Well, there's just so, so many more bigger. opportunities to, to, to continue to keep playing at a certain level. Um, as you just said, like junior, uh, you know, for a long time, there was the USHL and, and the North American league. And then, and then, you know, the, the, you'd almost have to have local junior teams, you yep. know, in, in certain cities and all that. So, but now they have the, NAP3HL and, and and there's there's yeah. a million teams in that and so yeah. it, it's it's there's just more opportunity. You go to college, you can like even there's a lot of of, of good college um, um, uh, club teams. Yeah, and 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 the hockey's very good. In fact, I think we had the championships here in Dallas here not mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, before COVID, there uh, of of the of the uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, I just Drew a blank there. The, the the club teams. Oh yeah, and, and, it was down in it was down in Mansfield. Yeah, yeah, and, and no, yeah, we had the the, the yeah, the, yeah, the and, and, ACHA. And so, and so that's great. And there's different levels of that. So mm-hmm. and 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 you know, uh, I I think it's a great opportunity because to me, you know, now you're going to school and now you're still playing hockey and 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 I think that 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 just creates a, a, a better atmosphere and I I think it's great for kids to continue to try and keep playing. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, at all different levels. And then if you can play division three and, and, and as I said, there's, a, there's a bunch of different division threes, which are great schools and yeah. you, you get a great education. And, and, and as I said, you keep playing. And I know a lot of kids have come out. I coached in the minors where, you know, they played D three or even, even a, a very good club guy. Cause he didn't want to play division three. He just wanted to go to a certain school and, mm-hmm. you know, a very good hockey player and had four years to keep developing. And now he's playing minor pro somewhere. And, yeah. and so, there, there's just a lot of very good opportunities, and I think the coaching and, and the development uh, uh, in those programs are, are just getting better. Yeah, no, and the other thing I think that's cool, too, because I've had some uh, uh, college coaches on here, um, um, but I think one of the cool things is that they start to kind of talk about, uh, especially like the freshmen, and I know that, you know, I'm not trying to say that anybody's hopped or anything, but the, there's a thing to where, okay, you're going to the school, 
And like, like for me, going to my college, I didn't really know a whole lot of people that were going to go to my college. But if I knew that I was going to go play hockey somewhere, I'd be like, oh, my freshman year, I'm going to be friends with 30 people or whatever it is. Exactly. You know, yeah. it, it just it makes just life better. Yeah. No, to, no. to go and already be a part of a group or an organization that's doing something that, you know. Yeah, and I, and I, I just think that and a lot of kids who do go to school and, and they are playing a sport, not just hockey, but sports. Uh, I, I, I think if, if you look at down the list and the people that I know, uh, the majority of them are do well in school mm-hmm. and because and they're trying to excel in, in, in the sport that they're doing. And if you don't do well in school, then you can't play because there's grade requirements right. and that. Yeah. And, and I just think the combination, and, and as you just said, you walk in, you've got 20 friends. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and then they probably know four or five. Yeah, so yeah, before yeah, you yeah, know, you've yeah. got 40 friends. Yeah. And and as I said, and there's that competition. You want to be a good hockey player or a good, uh, uh, whatever sport you're there. Yep. But again, you have to have good grades. And 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 a lot of times, you know, for the most part, you're going there to 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 get a great education. So mm-hmm. I I just think a lot of things stir the drink there, and it's it's a great opportunity. No, no, that that was that was really well put, really well put. Um, okay, well now, if you're ready. I'd like to get into your coaching career. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I promise I'm not going to come right. with any heat here. Okay. Um, but uh, I kind of want to talk about um, if we can kind of transition to like the end of your professional playing career. Right. And then was there any gap or how much time was there in between your playing career and your coaching career? Did you take time off or did you kind of just I went go? right into it. I came right. back and I, I, co- I, I played one year in the in – the, uh, in the new Central League, Pete Mahovlich was the head coach, and I was the player assistant. And then he left, and I took over the the fire the the next year and coached two years here. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. For three years here. Okay, so you you jump you just jump. We just in. jump right into the hey there you go. pan into the fire. Hey, to be honest with you, I feel like most of the time that's how it goes. Yeah. But most of the time yeah. it is. And, but and, every and, every once in a while. And and it was a great opportunity, and 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 I, and I appreciate the people who gave me the the opportunity there, and I learned a lot, and and. Uh, uh, we didn't have the success that I, I would like to have had, and as I said, but it was the the experience when you're a young coach like that, and you're coming from being a player to a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I said, it was, it was a great opportunity. I didn't have to move away or anything like that. So the, as I said, just the whole transition was it was a great transition. But how did you get it? So like, here's what I'm trying to think of. So did somebody like? Did they need a coach and they're like, you know who'd make a good coach or did or did you have an interest in it? Or like, how does that work? Because being a first year coach is not or I don't know um, at that point, it's not like a super easy uh, gig. Like somebody has to think that you will do a good job. Am I? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I actually trying to get the job the year before and, and, uh-huh. and they were looking for. Uh, probably a little bigger name than, than Steve Harrison. And, right. and so, you know, Pete Mahovlich came back and, and he had played here in, in Fort Worth with the wings when it was the old wings. And, um, um, uh, but my goal was to, to, and, and when I took the job as player assistant, I, I wanted to be influential in, 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 in helping the coaching part. And, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play, but I wanted to be also a thing. And I knew my career was coming to an end. I was at, you know, I was starting to get around 35, and and uh, uh, it just it, it just gets harder and harder every year to, to continue to go in. And like you know, the, you don't make a whole lot of money in the summers and or yep. in, in in the winters when you're playing in the minors. And I work some in the summers. And as I said, I, I coached. I, I got a, an opportunity the one year I play. I coached. I played in the inter, uh, international league, and mm-hmm. they fired the coach at the end of the year. And uh, actually, I coached. I was player coach for three games, hey, and and, and so I, I took the boys, went on the road, and, and we I, I uh, 
I had that experience of, of, of doing that for a couple of games. And mm-hmm. I, I knew that was very hard to be player assistant coach and play right. at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. But um, it, it was just something that all of a sudden kind of bit me at that time and say, geez, this is, I, I think yeah. I might like to do this. And the, the, the last couple of years I was playing, I, I, you know, I thought a lot about it more and more. And as mm-hmm. I did, when I came back uh, the one year from Europe, it was, uh, you know, I'd like to get into coaching. And so that's, I, I, I started pursuing that and, you know, luckily, uh, a year later, I was coaching. Oh, okay. Well, hey, um, so, because here's the thing, too, is that you're kind of in a small little group here because there's not that many people that can say that they were player coaches. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 so it's one of those things where it's like you have to lead, but then, but then also be a part of that same group that you're trying to lead. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming that you were kind of thrown in the, thrown in the fire at this point, not saying that you weren't prepared. Right. Um, but it, was there anything that you kind of had to learn on the fly as far as, cause I'm assuming that you were a leader on that team before you were a, a player coach, right. but was there anything that you kind of had to learn or do differently? Or did you kind of just lead or just continue to lead like you normally were well you you, get, you just kind of lead by the way you did you're you're, you're kind of like a, 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 a i want to say like a captain right yeah and, and but you know you, you had to separate yourself a little bit but you still had to be part of the team and it's just something you kind of have to experience as you go along you know yeah. what i mean and, and as i said it's more or less you're you're the you're the, you're that captain of the team and, and, yeah. and uh, um uh they call it player assistant coach, but basically you're you're the captain. You're the you're the voice in the dressing room that they're going to listen to. Yeah. And and uh, um, it's a little like the National Hockey League, like with, with Jamie Ben, like you know, or, or or you know, other captains, Sidney Crosby. That you know, you're, you're that voice in the room. And as again, you 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 associate yourself with the players because you're still a player. Yeah. But then also you you know when not to. Uh, you're not you're not going to be there all the time. Yeah. But you also have to be there some of the time. But that takes a lot of discipline, and not everybody. Well, and that's what you learn. You know, at that time there, you know, you're trying to be a, a head coach, and 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 so you learn that. Um, uh, that was one of the things that I think as a young coach, it's very hard to go from being that to a head coach, where now you can't really associate with the players. You you have to have a rapport with them, and and I think that's one of the, the things that I've learned over my career is 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 how to balance that. Like yep. you, 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 especially in the minors where, you know, you get younger guys and, and, and you have to, you have to kind of be their father. You have to be, uh, uh, that kick in the butt. Sometimes you yep. have to be that discipline. You might have to cut them. Yep. And, and so, uh, th- there's a lot of different facets. So you, but you have to still have that rapport cause you want them to come to you when there's problems and when there's like that. And I think that's, that's, I think you learn that as you go along as a coach. Yeah, no. And I think that's awesome. Um, it's one of those things to where, and you articulate articulated it way better than I think I could, but it's one of those things to where with my players, like I want them to know at the same, like I care about them and they can come to me and I don't want them to ever feel like they can't come to me. And I'm not saying in a personal level or a, right. or, or, or as, as a player yeah. for, about hockey, but it's one of those things to where you need to be stern enough, but still open enough to and available enough. And it's like you're kind of constantly juggling these things, and then you're constantly juggling these things depending on what type of player you're trying to communicate with, too. Right. So, like, then you're trying to get to really know. Because one thing I I try and do is really try and get to know each of my players on an individual basis um, and just kind of know how each one of them tick. Because I, especially when they come off the ice, I'll talk to one way differently than I talk to the other. And if you didn't know any better, you'd think I was crazy. But it's one of those things where I'm not going to coach everybody the same way. Well, you know, and, and that, that's the, that's the, the, the balancing of, of, of coaching. You know, yeah. I, I always tell my players at the start of the year, I have an open door policy and 
Uh, I remember coming back here with the 16 or the 18s there of Blackhawks, and uh, I told you want to talk to me, come into my office and talk. Yep. And and it took a little while because I don't know if they were. Yeah, they were like, this is a trick. They, yeah, this is a I, trick. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I've told my players all the time, like, if you have an issue, and, and I'm just giving you an example, I, I want to be on the power play. Hmm. Well, then come in and talk to me. Yep. Now, I'm not always going to say yes, and I'm going to do it, hmm. but I, I respect the player who wants to come in and talk and communicate because yep. he wants to be better. Yep. Now, if it's a selfish reason to, to come in and, and do that, it's a different story, but I, I want the player to come in and have the confidence to come in and say, uh, yeah, I'll be like a parent where all of a sudden, you know, things aren't going well for me. You know, I'd like this or I'd like that. And, yeah. uh, as I said, I, I, my policy has been always an open door and, and it's been very successful for me because mm -hmm. I think, you know, and I like to talk to the players, like, yep. you know, and it doesn't have to always be, you know, How's your day? What's going on? How's the family? Or you know, and we and I tried to always talk to them. Not every day, but sometimes, and mm -hmm. uh, just 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 to see where they're ticking. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing too is that you have. Um, you know, I've talked about this uh, before with some some guests like yourself that have played high level hockey, but you have uh, general generational uh, information or knowledge, and it's right. one of those things to where you can you can take that information, and it's almost like with that open door policy. You have that information, but if they aren't willing to receive it, then it just goes to waste. Right, and and as I said, like like you know, over the years, you know, uh, I've had kids come in and ask for some things, and you know, I want to be on this, or I want to do this, or I want to do that, and you're kind of like, you know, at the, when you're talking to me, well, okay, something I'll think about, you know, and and probably the chances of, of you know, what they're asking for is way out of what where they're where they should be going to. Yep. And, and, and sometimes you tell them that, like, yep. you know, like, like don't set your goal for that. It's nice that you want to set so high, right. but, but here, set it for here. Right. And when we get to there, well, then maybe we'll talk about yeah. that. And, and, but, but I like the idea that they feel as though they can come in and, and, and yeah. chat with you. And, and so that makes them feel part of the, of the, uh, uh, of the equation also. Right. And, and they're, and so they're part of the solution with me. Yeah. And, and so we're trying to get them and, and, your goal is always to get the player to, to the, the highest level that he can get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing I've started to do, I don't want to say in the past like few years or whatever, uh, when, when a player comes up and says, ah, da, 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 I go, why do you think that? Why do you? Because I, I, try, and, I try and work through, you know, uh, this might have to do with my mother having her PhD in psychology or whatever. Right. But it's one of those things where like once I kind of walk through like their thought process, right. it makes more sense than me just being, you know, well, this is the way I feel, so no. Or yeah. yes, or but if you can kind of just like okay, like when did this thought first start, right. and why do you think that you deserve where you're at, and then you can kind of, um, but just telling a kid like no, it yeah. just it doesn't it doesn't work that well. Way. And, and and as you say, you want them to be part of it, and and uh, some of the times they come in and they'll say, well, geez, I I, I didn't play in the last two minutes of the game, uh, and I'm like, well, you you're not very good defensively. We're right. up yeah. a goal, and and you, you've struggled defensively and all that, and. Yeah. Uh, and at first quite well, how do I get on that? Well, this is how you get on that. Yep. And and so they think a lot of times, and as a player, uh, as I said, I've been very fortunate in junior and that to coach some great hockey players. And uh, when you're playing the game, sometimes you think you're playing it to a certain level. Mm -hmm. And and that's why video nowadays and, 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 and you know, you see the in the NHL with the iPads on the, on the bench and yep. all that. And coaches will say, and, and uh, I always remember telling one player and, He's a great player, played a long time, and um, uh, I said, "You're not moving your feet." Yeah. And yep. and he says, "Well, no, I'm moving my feet." And I, 
went in and showed him a couple clips and wasn't moving his feet. And, yeah, and yeah. so it, it's, it's, it, those things are great. And as you said, as a coach, you always want the player to be put in a position to succeed. Right. And, and so sometimes you don't put them in uh, 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 certain situations until they're, you think that they're ready to do it. Right. And, and you, you don't want to hinder their, their, their progression to, 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 to be better. So mm -hmm. your job is through practice, through talking to them, through a lot of things that, you know, now, you know, the last two minutes, you know, geez, you know, it's been four or five games. You've worked hard in practice. Yeah. I'm seeing you a little better. I'm going to give you a shot. Right. And, 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 you know, you hope that, that he's successful because that's what you're, that's as part of the coach. That's what you want. Well, and I think the other thing is too, is having that, uh, like you said, open door policy. I actually really like it when I have players that even after a loss or after whatever, Hey, like, what can I do to get better? Right. Cause all of those players could come up and ask you that, but there's times in practice or the game that you don't have time to go over to one player right. and be like, this is really what you need to work on. You just don't, don't have time to do it. But that doesn't mean that there isn't time. Exactly. And that's they, what you want a player to do. You don't want him to come in and say, I want to be on the power play. You come in, a player walks in and says, how do I get better? Yep. And and right away, you know that he's there for the right reasons. And, and yes, he wants to be on the power play. Yes, he wants mm -hmm. to be that on that penalty kill or whatever. But he says, what do I have to do to be better to to get to those levels? Right. And so he's not, he, he's looking at the at the, at the the journey yep. and of what he's got to do to get there. And usually those are the kids that if they look at it that way, they'll be successful. Right. Well, and it's almost like, because uh, I'm assuming, or most of the time when any of my players have asked me that, I know what the answer is within two seconds. Because right. I've already had, a, a, if you want to call it a, self-inventory of all my players right i know what each one of them needs to work on individually right. to get to that point but at the same time it's not my job to go up to each one of those players individually and tell them each individually what they need to work on mm -hmm. but they can come to me right and it's just one of those things to where because the funny part is sometimes it's like Sometimes they're so close to being on that power play or penalty kill and they don't even know it, right. but it's just, there's just one thing. And it might be something that I've told the team over and over again, but they're just not picking it up as, oh, that's the thing that I'm not doing that is stopping me from right. to reaching that point. And usually when they come in and they want to talk to you, like, like and, and as I said, the, the a few years there ago with the Blackhawks, they're willing to step out of their comfort zone to sometimes to come in and talk to you. And yep. once they come in and talk to you, uh, and it's kind of funny because I remember that year uh, when one came in and all of a sudden it was like, well, geez, it wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. And he talked to me. Well, then all of a sudden they all wanted to talk. Yep. And and so it, it it's, it's the, and but now they come out of their comfort zone. They know I'll listen to them. And, and, and as you said, as a coach, your job in my mind is, is, is to make kids better mm -hmm. uh, and not, not just on the ice, but as people. And, 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 and so, you know, you grow you, you grow uh, in a lot of ways, you know, yep. as, as people and as players. Yeah. And I think that, uh, and th I think this is, it, it's not the, definitely not the biggest problem in hockey by any means, but um, I do think as hockey players that we have a sense of like pride and sometimes it's hard to humble ourselves. And right. I think that the players that, the players that are always cocky and always where yeah. like, they're not, right. they reach points where they definitely aren't. Um, but I feel like the ones that are a little bit humble uh, end up uh, being able to take in a little bit more. Yeah. But but hockey players in general, you know, and this might be a broad generalization, but uh, there's times where maybe we're a little bit uh, prideful. Yeah, well, and and it, and, it, and you want them a, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know? uh -huh. I mean, you sure. want yep. them to be that little bit of cocky. You want them to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, and and I think that's what makes a, a great player. You know yep. what I mean? Uh, it's when you're 
maybe too cocky or you're 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 too Be- arrogant about and well geez i i i i i should be doing this i should be doing yeah. that well you know that as i said and as, as a coach you got to put them in a uh uh show them that that's not maybe the avenue you go well or and also that you don't need to act anyway around me right you know i already yeah. know i i've already you know you do, the the act doesn't work because right. i feel like for the most part i know what who my kids are what they're about and whatever so it's just like cut the act like if if you feel like you're humble enough to ask for some help like that, that'd be great yeah. you know like, and, and then being a good teammate like, yeah you know what yeah. i mean and and that that's a that's a big part of of of, of a successful player all right well harry i think it's time that we uh discuss something here okay <laughs> <laughs> so i talk about the tulsa oilers yeah. quite a bit uh just to give you kind of a little bit of background because i'm sure that you uh this will be a mirror image to kind of what you guys were doing down here but uh, I was that little kid uh, running around with all his friends uh, at the uh, convention center, yeah. uh, you know, in Tulsa. You know, we, we technically had tickets for seats, but we would just kind of run around the whole time. Yeah. Uh, we would watch the games. We would uh, we knew all of the players. They all knew us. Uh, we ran, you know, camps with them in the summer. Um, but anyway, I, I kind of talk about it a lot because the, the big thing about this podcast is like hockey community. Right. Um, and there is something to, um, I don't know whether you call it, uh, minor league professional hockey back in the day with uh, CHL because I can only speak on that right but how much that impacted my life and I really try and I try and paint a picture for people because there really isn't anything like it anymore right um, and I almost feel like uh, it was just a once in a lifetime kind of uh, thing but I try and paint a picture of what it was like back then and how close these communities were. Um, but I just kind of want you, if you can, to, to talk about uh, how you ended up getting that gig. And then, um, I don't know, just just uh, I'm really interested in your days uh, coaching the fire. Well, you know, the minor league hockey is, is, is a special thing, uh, especially like, as you say, like if, if you go around uh, the, the, the states right now and you look at the minor league hockey, like back then with Dallas, Tulsa. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City, uh, smaller communities, or and, and as I said, like Oklahoma, but as I said, like um, those are small hockey towns, like you know, Port Huron when I was in the International League. Um, you, you get a bunch of different cities like that. Players are more accessible mm-hmm. to the community, you do more things because you have to promote the games there in the National Hockey League. Yeah, we do promotions here, and 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 I know. Uh, the stars do a fantastic job, but it's on a bigger scale. Yeah, you and so, can't so, be. Yeah. So you know, after games, we used to go to different restaurants or, or and 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 a couple of like uh, uh, bars where all of a sudden people could actually be accessible to the players, and yep. they got to know the players better. Uh, at the higher level you go, sometimes in the American League, the one thing I've heard about Oklahoma City is when they went from the Central League to the American League. They lost that uh-huh. that they lost that communication with the players because they yep. were more uh, the players didn't go out as much or, or, mm-hmm. or when I say go out they didn't go into the community yep. as much uh, it was more or less more uh, they didn't see that player so there was no um, uh, communication with the players and, and 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 minor league hockey it's a great avenue and as I said I know a lot of players that have played minor league hockey that have stayed in that city. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you look at Tulsa right now. You look at Oklahoma City. Uh, uh, I, I could name a lot. Like okay. Amer- Even in the American League, in the old American League or International League, players that have, have stayed there, Fort Wayne, Indiana, I know there's a ton there with the Comets, yep. um, that, that 
had the relationship with people, had got jobs after, and 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 you know married a girl from there, yep. and and have never left. Well, yeah, and and the funny part is, um, so Tulsa has, and I don't know if they still do it because I haven't lived there for you know a handful of years, but we used to have a thing where we'd have an alumni game. Yeah. Uh, and some people would travel in for right. it, yep. but so many of them lived in Tulsa yeah. and already lived there. And the thing is, the reception that they would get during the alumni game, yeah. and they would play at uh, the practice facility, which was the Oilers Ice Center. Right. But people were just cr- crazy to see yeah. them again. And this yeah. is 20 years later. Yeah, no question. As I said, and, and, and you know, back then, like, you know, uh, uh, when the Central League started, uh, Fort Worth here, I know we were getting like four or 5,000. I know uh, even in Dallas here, like, you know, a smaller rink, but they were doing well there. In Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City nine, was... they were getting nine or ten thousand yeah. or more, and then Tulsa uh, at the old uh, Civic Center, there yep. were, they used to sell out quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the the, the 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 camaraderie from from fan to player was just a little closer. You you yeah. got to know um, um, the Lawrence's and yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. played there a yeah, long time yeah. ago, or, or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I could uh, Mike Berger who played. Oh yeah, like the that, bullet. That, actually, I ran into him. Because uh, he was in Indianapolis. Yeah, he, yeah, in, yeah. And so you 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 meet players like that. And so as I said, and and it's always a joy to go back and 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 yeah. uh, uh, go to those communities because you say like that that's where hockey kind of started with a lot of people, and and yeah. and the fan base was unbelievable. So uh, there's as I said, there's still that tie there. Yeah, no, I just I just think it's awesome, and I I think you painted that picture uh, really well. Um, but it's just one of those things I. I try and describe it the best that I can, but I just haven't seen anything like it right. uh, since then. Yeah, you know, as I said, and 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 it's not it's not a knock on the no, National Hockey League all. and all no. that, but you know, it, it's it's not easy to go and get Jamie Ben's autograph. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, he, and, and, yeah, and you know what I mean. And 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 it's just it's one of those things, and and you know, it, things have changed too, obviously, with the the way things are now. But again, it's just. Uh, if you wanted somebody back in the old minor league days, uh, you know, to get their autograph, it was pretty easy because there was, as I said, there was a lot of different functions where players were at those different things. Yeah, no, and it's funny. My uh, so my dad ran uh, what, what technically was, like I said, the the practice center, which was the Oilers Ice Center. Um, but he was also a good player, so he um, he would skate with them like during like the off season oh, yeah. for for the for the guys that wouldn't you know head back home. Like he would kind of join their skates. Um, but anyway, so he got to know them all very well, and I can remember that he brought home uh, his uh, his name or uh, it it was Tony Martino and Brian Flat. Oh, okay. So Brian Flat was actually the uh, the backup, but I loved them both because right. I grew up playing goalie. But he brought me Brian Flat's goalie stick, and it was autographed by every single player. I still have it. All right. It's but it's one of those things yeah. to where like as a kid, like Actually, yeah. that was just because those were all of my heroes, right. and I went through, I found every single one, but. I wasn't doing that with any, you know, I watched the NHL. I liked hockey. Yeah. I watched the NHL. Right. NHL was great. It was, you know, the best players in the world. But just as far as, like, the the people that I can contribute, like, why I really, really fell in love with the game was the people that, like, I was actually able to get to know and be around. Yeah, and that's why, the, as I said, the minor league hockey, it's, it's, it's still booming. And, and uh, uh, like, these junior leagues are still booming. And as I said, I know it's a, a financial situation a lot of times. But, uh you know, even with the junior teams, the the, the attendance is still yeah. awesome. And yeah. they said, like, especially down here in Texas with all the different teams. So, you know, the minor, the, it's not the money that everybody would like to be making, <laughs> yeah. but, but the yeah. experience, if you ask any guy who played in the minors for a long time, 
uh, the, the experience, they, 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 they yeah. wouldn't change a, for a second. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing, too, is because I try and talk about this, is that there wasn't, you know, we're talking about CHL. That, that degree of separation between that and the NHL skill-wise was not very much, yeah. you know? Well, and and it, it's the consistency as you get up. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and as I said, uh, the old, old Central League, uh, you know, we're one step away from the NHL. And, you know, when the new Central League came in, it was it was probably like A hockey or double yeah. A hockey. And uh, as I said, uh, I coached the one player that played for me in the fire, and he ended up in uh, San Jose for a year. Yeah, yeah. And, and for quite a while. And so it, 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 it it's... The, the skill in that, it, it, there's a little bit of discrepancy, but most of it is the consistency. Can you do it every yep, night? Yep, yep, and, yep. And, uh, Not are you capable. Yeah, can you can you do it every night? Every night, night. yeah. yeah that, that, that makes a lot of sense. See, I get so much information out here. <laughs> I always have to get the information when I have the right people here. But, uh, hey, I just wanted to get into uh, kind of one thing before we do the final thing. Um, but I also have, I've never had a scout on. Okay. So can you kind of tell me what... Uh, you know uh, what the day of a, in the life of a, a scout looks like because I really don't know. I yeah. mean, I know what you guys are there to do, right. but can you kind of tell me well, about? Well, I've scouted in two different ways. I, I, I scouted like pre-scouting for like San Jose when I, I did that. Uh, uh, I, I would go. I would actually go go to the NHL games here, or I would go uh, and watch uh, watch the game and see. This is way before. Uh, uh, you know, they had all the technology that they have. Yeah, now. you had to actually look. You it, actually remember. had to look at it and, and yeah. talk. And uh, I've done that, and I've done that in junior also, where you know you, you've gone scouting and, and, and try to you know see what the other team is doing and, and yeah. things like that. And also with San Jose, and and, and uh, uh, I also did some scouting for, with players. And yeah. and so uh, you know the, the the day of that is you you know you you have to travel. It's junior. You know you travel. You might have a two-hour drive. You get there before in pregame, and and uh, uh, you watch that player and and uh, see what you think if he's ready to go to the next level. So, and that, that was actually going to be my next question. Do you go there with like a list of players that you're looking? Well, you're for? looking at most of the guys that are. Uh, you know who's, who's eligible okay. drafting that yeah. that year, and and uh, that's who you focus on. And okay. you know they might be focusing on, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was a defenseman, so they might say, look, I want you to be full, you know, on on defense or right. or. And, and you focus in on everybody, but, you know, maybe as a defenseman, they want you to focus more on if you think that that guy's going to be a, a national hockey player. So, like, technically, like, they could have scouts for different positions and different... Yeah, but, you but would, most you... of the scouts are, you, you, you do it all. Like, myself, because I, I was, like, more of, like, a part-time scout and doing different things, and I was coaching also down here and that. Yeah. So, you 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 might get a little more specific, but most scouts watching junior hockey, you're, yeah. you're doing... Uh, um, uh, you're actually watching... Um, uh, all the players. Did anybody... And now a pro scout who's you know working in the National Hockey League, he's looking more at players, at at, at all the players, and 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 uh, seeing if they're uh, uh, if he's working for New Jersey. You know, like he'll come down here and look, and and because he might be making a trade with Dallas. And right. Say, yeah, okay, yeah, who's yeah. on Dallas that you'd yeah. like or whatever, and and you have to do do your evaluations. Right. But it just seems like once your evaluation's in, it's in. Oh, know? yeah. It, okay. It's like. And that's why you have to, like, yeah. you, you know, you don't watch a player once. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, He could have had uh, that night you are talking he, about. He could have had that night and scored mm-hmm. three goals, and you think this guy might be the greatest hockey player in the world, and then, you know, yeah. the next night you go watch him, and where is he? Right, You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I can't find him. So that that's why scouting is. You know, you, you just don't do it one night, and, and you can't fall in love one night, and you can't fall in love <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the next night. Yeah. So 
you you got to go and, and and give a good uh, evaluation. Hey, well, that's awesome. I think that's the first scouting information that <laughs> I've got. So I, I had to get it somewhere, but uh, I'm glad I could get it from you. Um, well, so we're we're uh, nearing the end of the episode, and uh, I just want to first of all say this is probably one of my favorites. It's been really really awesome. Um, but I uh, we kind of do this thing at the end. Um, I know you haven't listened to any of the episodes, but uh, we call it the shout out. Um, but there's rules to this. This is the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so. You have to verbally, actually, I don't want to say verbally because it doesn't even have to be words. You just have to audibly uh, say something that is positive. Um, some people give shout out to, uh, it doesn't have to be one thing, uh, but you can do it for your family. Um, it, sometimes it's like a coaching mantra. Sometimes it's like a little bit of motivation. Uh, sometimes it's just kind of like a thought. And then I always leave it uh, this open that it could even be a sound. Um, but I don't think anybody's ever just going to do a sound that's positive. Uh, but that's just just to show you that it could be. Uh, anything like it just has to be positive and you're putting it out uh, into the universe right um, but uh, some people do family some people do this or that uh, but it's kind of to put you on the spot a little bit if yeah. I haven't already well this you is, know this is uh, and it's a great question and you know just thinking about it what, what you're trying to when you were explaining it to me there a little and the, the one thing in my position right now uh, I hope and, and I guess my positive thing here is I hope parents give children the opportunity to grow in sports and as people in the right way. Right. And, and, I, and I hope that they don't lose sight of what they're trying to accomplish for their kid. Mm. And, and I see a lot of it, not just in hockey, but in different sports where we push kids sometimes to, to not keep playing. And, and I think your goal is to lead them a little like my dad did. And I was very fortunate, but, to lead them in the positive way to be better people, but also uh, excel in what they would love to do, but do it in a manner that is not a hindrance. That's an awesome shout out. That's a really good one. Okay. You did good, Harry. Harry, okay, go. Appreciate, I appreciate well, no, that. Well, so Harry, you, you, you. So I did something good. I, I, I can I bank that? Because I don't hear that very often. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, so here, here, here's what we'll probably do is we'll probably just record it. Um, and then make like a little clip and then you can just uh, use it as you will. Okay. I, cause I use this when anytime somebody gives me a compliment about being a good hockey player, depending okay. on who it is, okay. uh, I'll usually just save that little clip. So I, I have like a whole bunch of them. I being like, Adam, you're really great. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there's like a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of uh, little ones down there. But uh, anyway, uh, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do my shout out. And um, my shout out is actually going to be for family. Um, I went back home uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, as I talk about quite a bit. I uh, went back home and uh, got to spend some time around my family. And I think sometimes, um, sometimes I think we get so busy, and it's natural, but we get busy uh, in our lives. And sometimes we kind of, um, we forget ha about how much we care about people um, just because we don't get to see them all the time. But uh, sometimes when you do, um, you realize how important they are and that they are a huge part of why uh, you might be in the position uh, that you're in. Um, so I don't know. Mine is going to be for my family, uh, especially my wonderful grandmother, Geneva Martin. Um, I think I've shouted her out uh, in the past before, uh, one of my favorite people. Uh, John Larson's my father, Kelly Davis, my mother. Um, but anyway, I just, uh, I'm very lucky to have uh, uh, such a wonderful family around me. And I don't know why, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, it dawned on me in Thanksgiving that uh, I'm extremely lucky. And so I promised myself that that would be my next shout out. So anyway. Uh, family. That's the that's the shout out. Uh, that's cool because you know it's that time of year, uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, and and uh, you know the struggles that we've had the last 
almost two years now. Yep. Um, uh, with all the ups and downs in life that's going on, uh, uh, if you have a good family core, and obviously you do, yep. um, uh, and, and I hope I do that with my family, and, and, and I know I had it from my parents, and as I said, I ho hopefully I, I do it with my kids and, and my wife, um, it's really important. Yeah, no, it, it's just one of those things, too, and uh, kind of like we were going back and, and talking about before, but sometimes it's not, at least for me, it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I really understood. Like, I've always loved my family, yeah. um, but it wasn't uh, It wasn't until I, I was a little bit older until I really kind of understood uh, what that really was or the, the size of the, you know, thankfulness that, yeah. that I have for them. But uh, anyway, um, well, Harry, is there uh, is there anything that we missed? Are we good? What no, as, as I said, it's been great to talk to you and, and, and reminisce about some, you know, like wh where things are going and, and, and giving some of my thoughts that uh, and I appreciate it very much. And yeah. uh, uh, hopefully hopefully people enjoy it. Well, I think they will, Harry. I really, I really do. I think they will. Uh, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, you've been uh, one of the most uh, recommended, if you will, uh, guests, and I can uh, obviously see why. And it is funny too, Harry, because um, I think it was—I can't remember what it was—but they're, they're. I, I'm kind of new to the area. I've only right. been down here a few years, and I've been getting to meet more and more people from the the Star Centers at Big right. Wheel you know, the, the longer I'm down here. And it's one of those things to where I hope you know that a lot of the people, uh, I'm just going to speak within the Star Center, yeah. uh, the way that they speak about you is very, very oh. uh, kind and awesome. And a lot of that is uh, by being kind of like your uh, genuine self, because right. everybody has uh, the same idea of who you are and what you're about. And I think that's just because you're a genuine person and oh. what you're about never changes. I appreciate that. I thought you were going to tell, uh, I really do. That really means a lot. But I, I thought when you were talking about Tulsa, you were going to talk about the time I, I got a little upset after a, a referee made a bad call, and, and uh, I, we used to have to walk off the ice there, and uh -huh. I, I, I kind of ran after the, the referee there a little bit. I was a little upset there, and I didn't know if you were at the game that night or not, but Maybe. Well, I, I, you could have been. But uh, I, when you start talking about Tulsa and, and, and the situations, I didn't know if that was. Well, there was so, but here's the thing. Before we go, like, there was just so many situations. There were right. so many, that that, that right. old CHL hockey, yeah. there, there was just so much of it. But, uh, no, it it was just one of those things where I hold the, the Oilers close to my heart, right. but I, I, hold, I also hold the CHL. Uh, close to my heart right. so just the fact that you were uh, a part of that uh in a good way is is good for me but uh i did have gary younger on the podcast oh okay so he he, he was he was on uh this is a while ago right. but we had to do ours like over the phone okay so like uh it wasn't it to be honest with you i loved our episode it wasn't as much fun as ours right. okay I so so it, so if you, if you if you can take that i think you should take that as uh, uh <laughs> you know hey uh, our episode was better than gary younger's who was uh you know the tulsa, tulsa in there he's actually coaching high school hockey yeah. uh in Tulsa, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he? he he moved back to Tulsa. Oh. So he was up in uh, he was up in Banff for a while, right? And then uh, I think the COVID restrictions shut down okay. uh, that whatever that that academy the, that he was right. running up there. But because uh, actually I saw him four four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah, and um, um, I talked to him then, and uh, he was still up there. So I didn't know that he moved back. Yeah. So I think I think this was uh, recently, but uh, anyway, it's it's just funny how it just goes full circle, full circle. to a while. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, their high school team is playing. They're not playing in the high school uh, down here. They're playing in one uh, in Kansas City, oh, okay. uh, I believe. But anyway, it's just funny that, you know, it's just you just when you love to coach, you love to coach, whether or not it's uh, high school hockey gotcha. or the pros. It, it just gotcha. doesn't matter. But uh, anyway, Harry, this has been an awesome episode. And uh, I think I'm pretty positive 
uh, most people like it because I think most people like you. My God, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, I appreciate well, this. It's been fun. Hey, no, I, I think it's been fun too. But uh, anyway, uh, I have to go ahead and do my Matt Taylor list. Uh, this is where I say all the places that you can find us. So you can find us on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. That's faceoffspotpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us find us on Instagram. We're on Spotify. We are on iTunes. Um, also, check out Rube's Brews. They are on Facebook and or Instagram. Um, anyway, uh, having uh, had a great time today in the alumni lounge, um, i got to find a way to sneak in here after my men's league games, I think. <laughs> this is way nicer than the parking lot. But anyway, um, everybody, I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, make sure to check us out every Thursday. All right. Later, guys.